You are listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose, the food business talk show that shares with you the reality of what's happening in the food and hospitality industry. I am on a mission to help as many people as possible grow and build successful food businesses. Each week on this podcast, you'll get useful information, top tips, as well as what's really happening in the kitchen behind the scenes. Let's get on to today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's Kitchen Secrets Podcast. It's Naomi here, and today I am going to be talking a little bit about intuition in business, which is something we sometimes forget about or we ignore. But before I get into that, I just want to tell you about a new free download I have for you. So if you already have a baking business, whether it's a cafe, a bakery, or you're doing baking from home, I have got a guide that will help you to grow your business and make more sales, but not necessarily having to work more and more hours, which is something I was very good at doing. I kept thinking that you had to work more hours to make more income, and that certainly isn't the case. So I have put together a guide to help you maximize on those income streams into your business, which you can download directly from these show notes, or you can go to my website and you can go and grab your copy now. So today's episode, I am on the I in my Bossit Method. So if you haven't seen my Bossit Method, it is my framework for creating a really successful food business, whether you're just getting going or whether you're already in the midst of it. Just to give you an overview of what Bossit stands for, B stands for boundaries, O stands for organisation, S stands for self-motivation, the second S is for systems, The I is for intuition and the T is for trust. And today I am going to be talking about intuition because sometimes there is so much noise going on all around us and we forget sometimes to listen to the most important person in our business, which is ourselves. And so many times, and you might have experienced this in, in life or just generally when you've been working in your own business where you've gone... I really don't think this is quite right or I think I should do this and then you don't and you realise that you should have really trusted yourself and gone with your gut instincts and I think gut instincts is so important because you're staying true to yourself in business. So today's episode is going a bit more into what I believe to be a really important part of business is to actually believe in yourself and make follow your intuitions of what makes sense if things don't quite go right, it's never the end of the world. What you're doing is you're learning because business is a learning experience. We put so much pressure on ourselves sometimes to be best at everything we do from the get-go. Everything changes. There's lots of moving parts in business and that's fine. But if we don't believe and trust our own instincts and our own intuition, then it's you're going to not be building a business which is yours. You're going to be building a business based on other people's opinions rather than your own instincts. So I have got some really useful thoughts to share around this today and I am going to get into that now. So my first thought around intuition today is around your own experience. So just think for a moment how many times whether you're in business or whether you're in a job or even in your home life, have you gone, I should have really trusted my gut instinct there. And you've been swayed by maybe other people's opinions or uncertainty or just a bit of lack of self-belief. And you've gone in a completely different direction, which just did not feel comfortable to you. Because I know I have done it so many times, particularly when it comes to 
baking and uh, baking is a really great example because how many times do you think oh I'll just do it quickly like this and you think this isn't going to work this cake isn't going to work I've done something wrong here but you do it anyway and the end result is exactly what you thought it would do but somehow you just don't believe that in yourself that you've got that right and your instincts are right and you just carry on regardless and it sometimes doesn't turn out in the way for me particularly it's been very easy to have lots of people's opinions and particularly when you work in a hospitality business where you, you're customer facing, you're dealing with other people and you're also slightly in the public eye in that sense where you get people telling you their own opinions, whether you've asked for them or not. Sometimes they're really useful, sometimes they're not necessarily relevant to your business and the only person that really knows your business as well as you do is you. And you have got the experience, whether you've been doing, you know, running a food business for years or not, you have experience, you've got knowledge because you know your business and you understand what you want your business to be much more than anyone else. Sometimes we can very easily take everybody else's opinions but our own and we don't value our own knowledge in the same way. You're going to come across so many things that won't necessarily go to plan or do go to plan. And yet we kind of get the fear of, oh, self-doubt and no, I better believe what other people are saying because that's what they're saying. Not everyone is the right person to speak to about this. Sometimes your customers have great ideas. I have customers telling me things that I would never do in a million years, but you listen to them anyway. You take the information on board and you would then decide what you would do with that information. And that is perfectly fine. What I always found, particularly when I was making tricky decisions or having to decide on, you know, whether it was to do with staff or operations or something like that, where I knew it was going to be maybe slightly more controversial within my own team that they didn't necessarily want to change. I had all the information in front of me and I had to really believe that this was the right decision for the business I owned and the business I ran. It might not be what other people agree with and that was fine. But if I didn't try it, it wouldn't I would never have known. And if if it doesn't work, you've learned something in the process. So trusting your experience of what you know and knowing your business is really, really important because you're the only one that's going to grow it. You're the only one that's going to believe in it as much as you do. Experience really does speak volumes when it comes to trusting your intuition. With In turn, you will end up making more sales because you'll get the confidence you need to keep on growing your business. So my second thought around the topic of it, trusting your intuition to make more sales in your business is that your perspective is unique to you. You have a unique perspective. Your My perspective is very different from, say, another bakery that was in my local town. I came at it with a very different approach to business compared to other people. And that is, in a way, your secret weapon in your business because no one is you. You are your own person. You can make the decisions and you should trust that own instincts. Just because someone else isn't doing it your way or you're not doing it their way, it really doesn't matter. You're the one that gets to make the decisions. That's what you love about having your own business. So you can make them in the way that you see fit. People have different different life responsibilities, different requirements for their business compared to you. So if you want your business to work for your lifestyle, then you adapt your business to suit you so you can trust your own gut intuitions. 
If you've seen an opportunity on how to make more sales in your business, whether that's adding in an extra income stream by teaching online courses, for instance, or even just doing more events that other people aren't doing in the town, doesn't mean that you can't do that. You can absolutely do that because you're the one in control. One of the things that I think really works well when it comes to using your intuition is really knowing and understanding yourself. So understand what your strengths are, but also really understand what you're not so good at. You don't have to worry about doing those bits because there are other people that can do those bits for you. You go with your strengths because that's what makes you great. So remember that when you're planning out something in your business to go with what you feels right for you. You can always use evidence, facts and stats to back up what you're thinking if you've got them. Sometimes we don't always have them. We do have to make guess, best guesses and kind of trust what we believe might be right. But what you do know is how to plan because this is your business. You've got a plan. You know what your goals are. So use those goals, put the right processes in place, and that will then give you the confidence to really understand what you think might be correct. My third thought around how to use your intuition to make more sales in your business actually comes from how quickly you can make decisions. When I used to work in the corporate world, and I was mostly in the charity and non-profit sector as well, whenever you had an idea or thought something would work and you wanted to try it out, there was often a lot of processes and red tape you had to go through before the idea would even be something you would be able to try. It would take so long to go through all of the different departments and ideas and sign-off stages that actually by the time that you'd had the idea and it had gone through all of the stress testing of all the relevant departments, it was three or four months later and it seemed rather irrelevant at that time because sometimes you just want to make a quick decision and act on something because you see an opportunity. In your own business, you can totally do that. If you've seen an opportunity and you think this could really work here, this would be a absolute money-making opportunity to do, whether that's a Christmas market that's coming up and you've seen that there's been an opening at it that you can get into or if you've seen that there's a last minute wedding fair. So I'm going to give an example of this recently actually because I saw there was a festival called the Foodies Festival which I'm currently touring with at the moment which is absolutely great fun and I'm in Manchester this weekend so really can't wait for it. But they were already touring when I came across them. I hadn't heard of this Foodies Fest before And I just pinged them a quick email and just went, are you looking for anyone to do any live demos? Have you got anyone pull out at last minute? Because I'd be absolutely happy to help out. And they came back and went, yeah, absolutely. We've got several slots actually that we need filling and we're struggling to fill. And I'm like, perfect, great. I've just, that was just an opportunity. I could have gone, ah, you know what? They're already on tour now. There's no point because I'm never going to get in it. And just by dropping a quick email just to say, hey, I can help you out if you need some help. They came back straight away, which is great. And actually, it's been so much fun. So again, looking for those last minute opportunities or even when you've seen an opportunity come up that you can take advantage of, just go for it. You've got the power to make decisions quickly. And if it brings in an extra bit of revenue for you without too much work, then 
absolutely go for it. It might be like a collaboration with another local business that you've seen an opportunity for, but the power is in your hands. You can decide how quickly you make decisions and when you plan stuff in and what is the priority. So use your intuition to decide what works best for you. You've got your plan, you've got your goals, but it's not set in stone. That's the great thing about your business. Is if you're still working toward achieving whatever your goals are, but is you got a slight left turn or a slight diversion to what you thought might happen, go with it because you never know what's going to appear. I had often, certainly in the cafe, had people sometimes ring up on a Thursday and say, I've got a really last minute problem. I need a hundred cakes for a hundred like cupcake type things for this weekend for a wedding or a hundred scones. And I'd be like, I'll go and talk to the team and kind of go, can we do this? And if they have capacity, we're like, yep, let's do it. Let's get this done and sorted. And it would be a very quick turnaround and a great extra bit of money earner for that particular weekend. So again, sometimes seizing the opportunities when they are right, if they're not right and it's going to stretch you, then don't do them. And that's again, when you should trust your intuition or what you can manage, because you can manage only what you can manage. No one else knows what you can manage. So be very aware have a bit of self-awareness of what you are able to do. And it's okay to say no if there is an opportunity that comes up and it's just the wrong timing or you've got other commitments. Don't worry about saying no. You can always say yes to it at another point if there is an opportunity to. But if it's not right in the right moment, you can always say no. So my fourth thought around how intuition can make more sales for your business is in slightly unpredictable times that we're currently living in and certainly have done for the last two or three years. Being able to trust your own intuition has been really important because I certainly found during COVID that my cafe bar and bakery, before that it had quite a structured sales pattern, customer flow. You could kind of really get a sense of what days were going to be busy and what days weren't going to be as busy. For instance, if the weather was hot, I'd absolutely know that we were going to have very low sales days because no one wanted to come in and drink hot coffee on those days. So those days would be very, very quiet compared to some of the Saturdays where we know they'll be busy. COVID and during the pandemic, when we had various different rules here in the UK of who could come in with who, the rule of six, does anyone remember that? That was a very odd time. And certainly, definitely coming out of the pandemic, the actual sales pattern and customer flow pattern completely changed. So I am a big one for stats. I love analytics in my business. And when I looked at them, there was absolutely no rhyme or reason. Some weeks, a Tuesday would be far busier than a Saturday. For no apparent reason, the Saturday wasn't quiet. The Tuesday was ridiculously busy. And it just made absolutely no sense as to why that was. But the next week, it would be completely different. So it was really hard to the kind of baselines of information on paper that I had to understand one, how much, how many staff members I would need on any one day, how much stock I would need to order, how much food prep we would need to do. It became slightly more unpredictable than normal. When you've been in business a while, you're trying to get a, get a bit of a workflow as to what's going to happen and how much you prepare. 
And some of that just went completely out the window. Using the intuition was something that became slightly harder, but actually the the stats weren't telling us anything of use, particularly when I looked at it with my team. So we had to kind of go with the intuition of thinking a bit more outside the box of what else is happening around the town today? Are we going to be busy? Is this going to be quieter? And just try and use our own intuition to make the right decisions and whether that be, well, let's prepare for sort of like a a medium busy day. Then if we sell out everything, great, we can't have done any more. We don't have any wastage because I hate wastage. I think it's just like I would rather sell out of everything and not have anything left over at the end of the day. That is my rule of thumb. It makes much more business sense than to waste stock, which I absolutely hate. Prepare too much and then have lots of wastage. So we tended to take like the middle road approach of kind of looking at different sales patterns or trying to work out sort of what else was going on around the town to just decide how we would move forward with what decisions we had to make and try and make the best of what became a different, unpredictable situation. It was also adjusting sometimes our operation slightly to suit what was going on around us. So it might be that like we we went from, I've talked about this on previous podcasts, but we went from table service to counter service back to table service several times, trying to work out the best workflow of the room and how it would suit our customers the best. And there are arguments for and against both in my perspective. My team preferred to do table service because they had better control of the room. I thought it was a lot easier to do counter service sometimes because the customer then wasn't waiting. Not that there was too many problems by the time we'd figured out the best way to do it with weight problems. But again, it was more trusting what our best guesses were and the intuition to be able to kind of go, well, let's try this. Let's see what happens. And then we can review it afterwards. And that was the, often the better way to go about it rather than trying to second guess ourselves constantly, but really just know what we know about the business and make sure we move it forward. And when I say we, I'm talking we a lot. I'm talking about me and my team because a lot of these decisions were made with the team at this point because sometimes we're particularly on daily operations it was a team effort and collaborating with each other and I'm not there doing the job every single day that wasn't my role in the business they were and it was really trying to make sure that we're all happy with what decisions needed to be made going forward. So my fifth and final thought on gut instincts and how we can use them to maximize sales in business is around building those authentic connections with people. So as a business owner, it's really good to get to know your customers, your employees, and really build great relationships with all of them because you get much more insight into what they want from you as a business, it's your customers. And also you can really invest in your employees to get the most out of them, give them the motivation, give them the the encouragement they need and want and deserve to do great things for your business. So by building those relationships, using your gut instinct to get to know people in the right way, to make sure, particularly with customers, they are your ideal client, because sometimes you will look at something. And my last episode, I was talking a lot about reviews and how some of the reviews we had were shocking at the cafe and bar. And actually, we know full well that they would never be our customer. And that's absolutely fine. People are allowed to have their opinion. It's not my opinion. 
it's their opinion and they're absolutely entitled to that. But what I could do was trust my intuition to know which of my customers were worth the investment and the time in that were going to be around my business and support me and support my team. And that's the intuition I needed to use to make sure I built really good rapport and great relationships with them. And it makes you it makes business so much better when you've got those authentic, genuine connections with people because you enjoy what you're doing. Getting to know people, particularly for me, I absolutely really enjoy finding out more about people, getting to know what they like. And also then you're producing products that they want. So it just works so much better. That is today my podcast talking around how intuition can make more sales in your business. So just a real quick recap. Trusting your experience is number one. Number two is you have your own unique perspective. So use that to your advantage. Number three, you can make really quick and easy decisions without having all of that red tape. Number four is you can navigate in uncertain times with the knowledge you have using that intuition. And number five is, of course, building those genuine connections. Now, my final my final thought, and it's not thought number six, it's just my final wrap-up thought, if you like, is actually logic doesn't have to go out the window when it comes to using your intuition because you should be using logic, information you have in front of you to trust your intuition and know what's right for your business. So don't just go and throw out all the stats and go, I'm only going to use gut instinct. Really kind of get that full picture and then you can make a decision that feels comfortable for you because you have all the information. And like I say, you're the only person that knows your business and knows what you want from your business compared to everybody else. So don't worry if someone else is doing something different. It's not your business. It's your business is not their business. Your business is only your business. You can do it your way. Just make sure you use all of that information and follow your gut instincts and believe in yourself because who's going to believe in you if you don't? So that's today's episode on your how to use intuition to make more sales in your business. I'd love to know your thoughts and what you think around this topic. How many times have you used your intuition for your own benefit. I'd really love to hear your stories. Get in touch with me. I'm Naomi at bakingboss.net or you can drop me a DM at I am Baking Boss. I'm on all the socials. And don't forget you can come and join my Facebook group as well. So do come and get involved in that. The links are on my social pages as well and I'll pop them in the show notes. Hope you all have a great week and I'll be back next week for another episode of Kitchen Secrets. And as ever Happy baking. Thank you for listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose. If you're enjoying this podcast, then please do give it a review. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. If you want to get some useful resources, then do visit my website, bakingboss.net. And give me a follow on social media at Naomi Rose Baking Boss and I am Baking Boss. We'll see you on the next episode.